need a bigger boat. Snakes. Why did it have to be snakes? Life, uh, finds a way. Welcome back to Spielberg Chronologically. This is a podcast where myself and I'm Jeff, by the way, I should say, and Eric. Hey, how's it going? It's going well. We go through every single one of Steven Spielberg's films in chronological order. And on occasion, when the mood strikes us, we bring Elliot in. When the ratings are so low, they can't go any lower. When, when, when we have to just say, forget it, no one's listening anyway. That's right. The we, one guy who listens every week is odd, so he's not going to listen to this one yeah. again because he's already here. It's Elliot, our our very own dinosaur boy. Yeah, dino boy. Yeah, I this, is, this one I'm excited to talk about for a couple of different reasons, and I really am excited to hear what you guys think because this is like 2015. And like by this point in my life, I Eric and I had already met, we had already worked together, and we had already both got different jobs. Yeah. So for sure. like it was quite a while. Like it, this wasn't that long ago, but also it was like a while ago. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, uh, oh, go ahead, should Jeff. I say what we watched? How about that? Yeah. yeah you, know, right. you know what? No. no let's Forget guess the let's format. Let's just do it. No. Um. So uh, we are. Back with our trilogy of bonus episodes uh, revolving around the Jurassic World trilogy. Um, and, of course, we started off with Jurassic World from 2015. I don't have it in front of me. I'm just taking Elliot's word, which is something someone should never do. Shouldn't do. Yeah, here we are. Um, starring Bryce Dallas Howard, Chris Pratt, uh, Vincent D'Onofrio, and a host of others. Uh, is she first on the list? Is she ahead of the, of the Chris Pratt? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I was just curious because she's might be. I mean, this is right when he starts to get huge, right? Right. I was watching. I was watching the the Blu-ray extra bonus features last night, and Spielberg and Colin Trevorrow were both laughing because they cast Chris Pratt uh, off of Parks and Rec. Like they, he he had not yet made Guardians of the Galaxy. He hadn't yet made the Lego Movie, and so he. He wasn't huge at all when they cast him, and they cast him with the intention of having kind of like a newcomer in the part, right? And then those other two movies hit like bang, bang, and all of a sudden he's this enormous movie star, and they were like, ha, look how smart we look, ha, ha. <laughs> yeah. Well, they tried that before with Shia LaBeouf. It didn't really pan out, you know? <laughs> no, yeah. So, and I also think, like, so there is sort of a minor backlash against Chris Pratt, mostly because of. I, I think of the Mario casting, right? And a lot of people are like, oh, God. And I get it. Doesn't really make sense. That's fine. But how do you feel about him as an action lead? Like, obviously, Guardians is awesome. But he's playing in those movies that sort of thinks he's better than he is, sort of hero, and he's really good at it. But in this movie... He plays someone who's as good as he is, right? He thinks he's he's good. He is good. And there's moments where they're like, your boyfriend's a badass. And I'm like, Chris Pratt just has a certain softness to him that uh, keeps me from thinking like hard and badass, I guess. Well, like even in the Tomorrow War, he kind of plays the same guy, like a s smarter than the average person who knows all of the right things at the right time. Like, you know, this, this cage isn't going to hold, you know, you know, those dinos, they got teeth, you know, you know, what? I he kind of plays the same, the same kind of action hero in all of his stuff, I think, but I, but so no, does, I like, agree. Arnold to me, I like Arnold's the same kind of action hero in them, you know, but I'm okay with that. Like that's, I think that this is a more like Jeff is saying, it's a more serious Chris Pratt, right? Like, like he doesn't go full goofball. And again, DVD extras, he talks about how he doesn't go full goofball and he had to like pull that in because it's his natural instinct just to be like, <laughs> like make jokes all the time. Um, yeah. And, and, and I, when I first saw this movie the first time I was a little disappointed because I thought I was going to get, full goofball and then there was no goofball and i was like oh sad times but i like in general on chris pratt 
I'm down with Chris Pratt. Like, yeah, I like this guy. This is a likable guy. And whatever weird bits of, you know, we hate his church or I don't give a fuck. Like, and, 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 you know, oh, he shouldn't be Mario. Whatever. The guy was offered a really cool job. He took the job because it's a cool job. Oh, I don't blame him. And I don't think... That movie's going to kick ass. That's my yeah, prediction. Yeah, I'm going to see opening weekend. Yeah. yeah like, that, we're going for sure <laughs> opening weekend. 100%. Yeah, I'll be there too. Yeah. So, uh, you know, like, I'm I'm on board with Chris Pratt. Regarding, like, Bryce Dallas Howard, um, I don't know if I'm 100% on board with her as an actress. I think that, that she has since become a stellar uh, director. Like she's a really solid director. She I didn't know she was directing. What did she direct? She, yeah. she directs a lot of like uh, the Disney Plus Star Wars stuff. And, oh okay. Um, yeah, a lot of Mandalorian. She's in a lot, and her Mandalorian episodes are usually like the better ones of the season bomb. too. Yeah, she's really yeah. good. Um, and, and and like I don't I don't hate her as an actress. Like it's not like you and Julianne Moore. It's not like that level of thing. It's just not like when I see her in a movie, I'm not like, ooh, it's her. You know, it's more like, ah, all right. You know. Um like I liked the village. That's a, you know yeah. one of the spoilers more spoilers for season three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like but I was gonna whoa. point I like to I like her in the village, let's say. The village. She's excellent in the village. Yeah. Um but realist like I don't know if she's that present of a screen presence to really I, I guess i don't have enough evidence to like really have that big of an opinion on her right because like there's the village and then there's black mirror this the black mirror episode, the black mirror episode was interesting and, she, and she was good she was kind of like unlikable in that yeah um but beyond I like that her like characters what else what else has she done right like gwen yeah. stacy Oh yeah, that's right. Barely. She was yeah. Yeah, barely Gwen uh, Stacy. For like a minute. I'm a, I'm no Bryce Dallas Howard is someone whose name's on something. I go, yep, I'll watch that because I like her and, okay. and maybe I it's like eye dad. candy. I love her dad. Okay. Um, what? Ron, you're not a Ron <laughs> Howard guy? Yeah. Oh, I, whenever I think of Bryce Dallas Howard, I always think of Ron Howard. I always think of his monologues on uh, Arrested, Arrested Development. Development. <laughs> I, I always think I always get to that. Yeah, I, I do tune in for Bryce Dallas Howard, and specifically because of The Village. I thought she was so excellent in that. Um, and, and, you know, she looks good. Yeah, I mean, so do you guys that. have any... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was just going to say, it's been kind of like a selective career, right? Because The Village was a good, what, 10 years before this? Um, yeah, yeah. And then and then she's just gone for a while, and then, boom, she's in the biggest movie of all time, right? Like, like it, it's kind of forgotten now because it's 10 years later what a gigantic hit this movie was like this this movie was ridiculous it set all-time records for opening weekend it made half a billion dollars on its opening That's weekend in 2015 in 2015 500 million dollars in one weekend which is just like insane that's like avengers endgame level like, right insanity right and then it went on to become the fourth highest grossing film of all time which is like bonkers when you watch this movie does it does it feel like it deserves to be the fourth highest grossing film of all time like avatar doesn't deserve to be the first so i mean what are we talking about Ooh, bold Ooh, statement shots Cotton. fired shots fired yeah what do you mean I, shots I, fired look i'm not a big avatar how many guy, times do you guys go wrong. back and watch avatar Irrelevant. Irrelevant. Is, why it, is that irrelevant? I think it deserves to be I've only it because watched it, it got once, more. And it's still the biggest movie ever. Like I, I, that's I agree. how many people watched okay. it one time. People went to the movie theaters and watched it, and th- it sold more tickets. So sure, it deserves to be. But if we're talking about quality of film, oh yeah, sure. Okay, no, well, it's not a good movie. Oh, it's, it's a really fine. good movie. It's I don't a good think movie. it's a. Yeah, yeah, I, was yeah. Say, I don't think it's a bad. Anyway, movie, James Cameron chronologically. <laughs> Oh, please don't. I can't. I cannot. There's only like two of those I can listen to, man. There's only like six whole... movies. It's not like it would take yeah. that long. Yeah, you got two Terminator films in there, right? I mean. Oh, and Aliens is in there? Oh. And The Abyss then you'd is have in to there? do the bonus. You'd have to do the bonus Aliens. And the bonus. You have to do the t- bonus Terminators. Terminator ones. Those get real rough real fast. Yeah. Anyway, let's get back on Dinosaur Island. <laughs> So, so what's your history with this? That's like, what I was going to ask. Yeah, I, is this like an opening weekend kind of thing for you guys? I I think I saw it opening weekend. I definitely saw it in the theater. 
yes opening weekend for me took my two younger sons um was was uh cautionly cautiously jazzed about it yeah i was super excited for this movie Uh, this is one of those movie trailers that i probably watched like a dozen times just to hype myself up um and this was 2015 so my wife and i have been married for like three almost four years at this point um we were still pretty poor at this point and so movies were like a thing we did pretty rarely we just didn't go out we like stayed at home and watched netflix um, so this movie came out, and I did not see it in theaters. <gasps> and I remember being super bummed about it. It just, the year, there must have been something about it. And then it came out on DVD, and I didn't buy it right away. I waited. What happened was my wife bought it for me for my birthday, which was in January. So, like, it had come out, like, probably in the fall to, on DVD. And I didn't even get it till then. And then we probably waited four or five months before we watched it. What so, are you doing? You went from super hyped to just not watching it for a year? I was super excited about it. And then it just kind of like came and went. And I don't know what it was, but we never watched this in theaters. We watched it on DVD. And I this was my second time watching it. What? You watched it yeah. once? You watched it I once? I watched it once on DVD. <laughs> and then I watched it again this morning. And that's the only time I've ever seen it. So It's crazy. When you guys saw it the first time, what was your react? Did you did you walk out being like, hell yeah, that was a good Jurassic movie, or were you bummed? I was bummed. Um, I, I remember thinking like, oh, this movie did not do what I wanted it to do. You know, like it didn't recapture the Jurassic Park magic after waiting all this time. Like, I there were aspects of it that I thought were neat. Um. But I, I, I just didn't, it didn't capture me, you know? Um, that said, I've come around more on it. I think I like it more now than I did when I first saw it. So, mm-hmm. I, I, so I saw it after all of the hype had died down. Right. And this movie made a, a bunch of money. It was super well received. So I was super excited to finally watch it on a Saturday night. We watched it and I remember being like, Oh, Okay. Um, I don't know what they're going to do with the next one because, like, the island's gone again, you know. Uh, it was fine. I was like, ah, it's okay. Um, and then today, I actually watched it. I watched it by myself. I got up early, um, sat in front of the TV and watched it just myself. Um, and I really liked it. I was like, oh, why did I, like, why was I so mid on this movie the first time? Um, Same. But that being said, I don't need to watch it again. I don't feel like I'm like, I'm like, oh, I'll watch it again in like another five yeah. to ten years, maybe. Yeah, I said to my wife while we were watching, I was like, this is actually a little better than I remember it being. You know, like, it, <laughs> and I, I probably, uh, you're going you're gonna to make it there? <laughs> I said, hook. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> I, I, I still have some, some pretty big problems with it, but on just like a ground level entertainment, you know, like just ground stakes entertainment level i was entertained the entire time you know like it was pretty good and it had some really good like action sequences i I, i've always really enjoyed this gyrosphere bit you know like i think that that that's the jeep moment right like the really like that's that's what's her name on the plate glass in the lost world that's that moment in this movie and uh, i think it really pulls it off I always love a monsters go crazy and attack huge crowds scene. And so the, the pterodons coming through and that one enormous one, you know, like sliding the, on the ground. And, and like the one coming. guy who saves his drinks. You see that? That's, uh, yes. There's the two margaritas. Yeah. That's Jimmy Buffett. That's Jimmy Buffett. He can't. Oh, is it, it really? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. that's awesome. He can't. I didn't notice that though. That's funny. I know that's even two margaritas. Jimmy Buffett makes yeah, sense. That's great. I saw it in theaters. I enjoyed it. Like I, Obviously, Jurassic Park 1 will never, yeah. ever be topped. Ever. Yeah. And I'm okay with that. And I didn't like Lost World. I actually thought that it was the weakest of the original trilogy. 3 wasn't that great to begin with anyway. So when 4 comes out, and I'm enjoying it in the theater, and I go, you know what? That's the second best Jurassic movie. It Now, I've rewatched it. And I don't know. I feel like it's on the same level with the other three uh, non-first ones. But I I wasn't disappointed. 
there's some really great things. Some of the set pieces are amazing. The Mosasaurus is awesome. Like that is, they always try to heighten it with these made up dinosaurs and shit going forward. And the Mosasaurus is like the best thing. And there's the moment in the movie when it comes up and eats the shark and the teen boy is on his phone and he's like, Oh shit. And he wakes up and he's like, okay, okay, this is cool. And I'm like, that's, that's cool. Like the Mosasaurus is so awesome. Um, and I think way better than the Indominus because the Indominus is just another T-Rex and that's like, who cares? There's Velociraptor in it. Thank you. Yeah. Whatever. And, and like camouflage. who didn't see that and coming? camouflage. Yeah. Like I, who didn't see, Oh, that's got Raptor in it. No shit. It looks like a big ass Raptor. I like, <laughs> I like the Indominus actually. And I liked it more this time than in the past. Like I, I, I bought into it. A little more because like i think that the indominus is, is like directly tied to the themes of the movie and and uh I, I think it's more successful than the spinosaurus or whatever the hell it was in the third movie but the spinosaurus like, is a real dinosaur right well that's but that's also, the point that's the point is that it's yeah. not a real dinosaur like like yeah like it's kind of a, a commentary on on yeah. On the public's need to create bigger, badder, rawr, big More teeth, teeth, big scary, you know, and it, it's like that. I think is the biggest like theme throughout the movie is like how these corporations bend to the will of the public and like kind of keep pushing the envelope further and further and further, sometimes to their own detriment. Right? Um, it, it's very, it's very meta when you think about it because. It's happening in the movie, but it also is what the movie itself is doing, right? Yes. Like, like the characters in the movie are creating this big dinosaur to wow the public and re- reignite the fan base. But then the movie itself is also inventing this dinosaur to, you know, re- re-engage the public. And, you know, and uh, so in that way, I thought it was interesting. And not to mention, I just think that it is a like stronger presence on screen than the spinosaurus was like i just think it's neat like i think it's neat the way it comes out of camouflage you know and all of a sudden it's just there creeping through the like i i I liked it i like i and i'm i feel like a dumb idiot saying that because like in the past i was like oh that thing was stupid but this time when i watched it i was like I kind of like this big dumb dinosaur. Like this is kind of cool, you know. And and it just wrecks shop. Like it yeah. absolutely tears through dudes like tissue paper. And uh, I kind of liked that too. Well, that's one of those things that I have. The older I get, and the more you learn about like actual dinosaurs, like the whole feather thing, right? I thought the movie did a really good job, and I must have missed it the first time. Where they like even reference like. The public doesn't want feathers on their dinosaurs. So we're not all of the, all of the dinosaurs are fake dinosaurs. It's not just the the, the new one, it's yeah. all of them. Like that's what people want. And I I saw I saw that heard that and then it made me think of the woolly mammoth thing. I don't know if you guys are familiar with this, but like they're literally trying to make a woolly mammoth right now. Oh yeah, like, I've in heard real that. world, you know. Yeah. And I was like Oh, that's just kind of like the woolly mammoth thing. Like they're literally just taking like the elephant DNA and shoving it into woolly mammoth DNA and making woolly mammoths. I was like, they're they're literally doing that now. This Jurassic is crazy. Park, yeah, yeah. Like they are doing. And so like to me, because I had just seen that. I don't know within the last month or two, I was like, oh, like this is real. This is this is a documentary foretelling <laughs> of, <laughs> of what we need to be aware of when these woolly mammoths come. Right, saber tooth so, tigers too. I think. Yeah. Oh, I didn't hear about that one. That's even cooler, though. M- madness. Yeah, wow. Do that we is... really need saber-toothed tigers running around? We are not <laughs> taking the warning that Jurassic Park presented us so many years ago. Yeah, and so many different times, too. Uh, did you guys notice that this was a Christmas movie? I Yes. I think I... No, I did not. There's Christmas music going on in at the, the, very at the beginning. airport. Oh really? No. Like, yeah. yeah, I was like, "What the heck is this a Chris? This is now I can watch this like every December twenty fifth. Yeah, it's fantastic. The the Die Hard rule. Yeah, yeah. So what I, do you, what do you guys? I'm sorry. Go ahead, Jeff. No, you're up. What do you guys think of the park itself? Like, I love it. I th- so I think the idea, uh, uh, the premise to say how where do we go from Jurassic Park? is to say, what if we've got a park, it's established, it's successful, it's safe. 
and start there, I think is the correct move yes. for making a sequel. And this park looks awesome. I would want to visit that park because the, those you get the ride, drive yeah, around a yeah, ball, yeah. get out of town. That would be amazing. Yeah, when you, even the technology for the arena, where like they lower the arena to like see underwater, oh, like all on. the technology is pretty cool. That is so dope. The the when you go underwater to see the Mosasaurus, that is sick. Yeah, it's, it's like the ultimate expression of John Hammond's dream, right? Yeah, and yes. when you, when you think about all of the work it must have taken to get from here to there, right? Like they had to send. Like that first team of dudes that they sent in Lost World, it didn't go well. So they tried again. They sent another team of dudes and captured all those wild dinosaurs because it's on the same island, right? So they captured all those wild dinosaurs, kind of penned them off somewhere. They were successful with it. They learned how to take care of them. And then they built this giant infrastructure and, you know, like all these rides and all this stuff. They learned, they hired handlers and they turned it into like SeaWorld, right? Like, or or like a really high end zoo. Sea World is the right. Yeah. Yeah. Um in in so you know a huge act of hubris but also a massive effort on the on the on you know the the part of these evil companies and uh like it's well, just and if they don't impressive. make the the Indominus <clears throat> they've been successful, right? Right. You know they they even say, hey, a worker died. It was bound to happen eventually, which gives me the, the you know, I infer from that, hey, no one's died at this park. You know, their safety is probably pretty good, you know. Oh, yeah. This movie could have been prevented had that one guy just not opened the gate. Yeah. You know, like this was a totally preventable incident. Or if before they run off in panic, they go, hey, check the tracker. Yeah. Why don't you, yeah, the why don't we go into this cage the without checking the there. tracker? Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. So big stupidity. Even Owen is dumb enough to go in there and he's supposed to be the smartest one. So you guys, you guys, chaos theory. Come on now. <laughs> chaos theory. Yeah, chaos theory. It. You know, nature finds uh, a way. No, I, I mean, yeah, uh, there's no uh, Ned. It out there being that agent of chaos in this film you're right the, there is the there endo is, yeah. the i'm about to say endo raptor but that's next time the indominus is the agent of chaos and you know so i guess chaos theory but henry Wu maybe is the agent of chaos right that's or, probably likely or the company oh, that's that's giving him his commands is. What a great villain he is with that sweater, that turtleneck sweater going. Like he just looks like Doctor Evil, almost, right? Like he just, you're just yeah. like this guy's up to some funky shit. Like we should be watching <laughs> this motherfucker twenty four seven. Yeah, and so he's like the only returning cast member, I think, yeah. from yeah. the from the yeah. earlier films. Him and the T Rex. Uh, I, uh, Him yeah, and so, the T Rex. So That's the T Rex right. reveals probably my one of my favorite parts of the movie because they purposefully. They, they go to the T-Rex paddock and you can't really see the T-Rex. It's behind all the kids watching it eat the pig yeah. or whatever. And um, then you finally get it at the end and it's like an old friend. And I remember sitting in the theater being like dawning on me. I'm like, oh, yeah, the T-Rex hasn't been in this movie yet. Like and thinking that's great. They really did a great job of giving you enough T-Rex to be like, he's here. And then. I never got to the part where I was like, where's the damn T-Rex? And then he shows up. You're like, hell yeah. It's like a cast member from, you know, like another superhero jumping in your Marvel movie. And you're like, oh, yeah, he's here. I, I really appreciate that. I love they how also, when they're at the T-Rex paddock, they're doing the thing with the goat, right? From the yeah, first yeah. movie that everybody found so horrifying, you know, and a T-Rex doesn't want it. He, he wants to hunt. You know, and so they're doing the thing where they're feeding the goat, and the older kid is so bored by by the goat thing that horrified everybody in the first movie that he just takes a call and wanders away <laughs> while, <laughs> while the T Rex is eating the goat. Like all of this is so old hat to these people, you know. It's like looking at the hippos at the zoo or something, you know. Yeah. Um, I thought it was a a really kind of funny and clever way to show. Like how this is just like this is just the reality of this world, right? This is just you know another day at the zoo for this kid. How did you guys feel about the two kid actors? Because um, I I thought like the older boy played like the older boy who's like into girls, 
and the young kid who is a little autistic, you know, counting teeth and knows all the facts. I, I thought they were played pretty well I, for what they were. I think they're the strongest part of the movie human wise. I think that their characters are the most fleshed out and they're the ones that I actually care about the most. Like if Owen and and Claire get eaten, hey, but they there's like a story behind the kids going in. And much like Spielberg's films, divorce is a theme. It's, you know, even when he's not around, somehow it squeezes in. Um, and I think their story, the the older boy coming around to be a good big brother works for me. Right. You know, the the when he's his little brother's bummed, he's like, hey, let's go on an adventure, you know, and I, it works for me. It's and one thing I'll say probably is going to be true in the next two movies is the thing that Jurassic Park gets right that nothing else has gotten right since is the characters and the the networking of those human characters and their relationships and they're all kind of there's a line that connects all of them together right you know uh they each have their relationships with one another and in the other movies it's just kind of like who cares right I, I mean in my opinion I just think they suck in two and three and in this, they're not particularly great, but I think the two kids are probably the best characters and maybe the main characters of the movie. I agree. I think it's another like stellar Spielberg kid performance thing. The younger one in particular, the old one's not, not bad by any means, but the younger one in particular pulls off almost Lex levels of fear. You know, there's mm. one scene where that kid cries and it's kind of hard to describe, but he does the most realistic cry where if you look at him sideways, his jaw like goes back into his head. <laughs> he's like totally like just weeping because he's so afraid. And I was like, damn, that kid really looks like he is freaked out. You know, like I want to give yeah. that kid a hug. Like he is really fucked up about this whole thing. And, uh, like it, it really goes a lot to like sell the situation, you know. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I like the relationship between the kids. I like how they were both kind of like eh, at Aunt Claire because she's such a like you know. Let's eh. get into this. Okay, so let's talk about some things that suck. Who the fuck does this family think it is that Aunt Claire owes these kids anything, anything? at all? Right. They yeah. they play it up as one of those early 90s, 90s dad who works too much storylines. You don't spend enough time with your nephews. I run fucking Jurassic World. Like, I don't know. It just felt like such a like a unnecessary and also unrealistic plot choice. Well, like, especially because she hadn't seen them in like seven years. Right. Yeah. We're going to send them and you're going to watch them. Well, okay. so I had assumed... And then they're mad when she's busy. You sent yeah. them to my place of work. I still have to work. And so uh, Eric and I had a discussion about this on a past episode. I think it was Hook even. Where he's like, he more takes the side of the dad. And I'm like, yeah, but he could. I'm more on the side that dad could spend time with his kids and he should. But in this, I'm like, she's the aunt. She didn't have these kids. She has no responsibility whatsoever. You went and had kids. Like, and if she chooses to be a part of the kid's life, great. You know, if not, hey, go on. You know, and my, I have aunts and uncles. I have one aunt who actually is involved in my life and cares. And I don't have any expectations of her having to make sure she calls and tells me she loves it. It's not her job or you know what I mean? And it just feels crammed in, you know, that is a really good point. And I didn't really think about it in terms of this movie. Well, uh, but you are 100 percent correct. Like my relationship with my aunts and uncles is damn near non-existent. Really? Like there are some that I haven't seen for years. You know, yeah, and you know, like it's always friendly when I see him. Like, hey, yeah, you been? You know, nothing. like, what's up? But I like don't call them or anything. You know, <laughs> like sometimes we see them around the holidays and stuff. But yeah, you're right. Like, yeah, the expectation that that she be more present in their lives is really kind of shitty. Like, she's off having a really great career. Yeah, um, 
that should put her in jail by the end of this movie. <laughs> More on that later. Uh, but, uh, you know, yeah, that, that's, it, is, it is shitty. You're right. You're right. They should not expect anything from Aunt Claire. Right. Well, it's not her job. I mean, like, she sets them up with, like, passes to this park. They get to stay in this op- badass place. It's dope. Like, if my aunt who I had seen in years, sets me up at a hotel at Universal Studios and I get a fast pass to all the rides, good enough. You've done your aunt duties for the year. I just, I mean, and I, I have nieces and nephews and there are times where I don't, I don't get on the phone with them that much. We just don't have that kind of relationship and that's okay. I didn't birth them. I owe them nothing but i choose to be a part of what? their lives what? because you we're didn't family. birth your aunts and uncles what are you talking about no my niece and nephews <laughs> oh, okay. nephews. oh yeah okay. i didn't yeah and like my kid you know i don't he have didn't any, birth that one either though yeah so. that one i didn't do well i had a hand in but um <laughs> he you know my sister and my brother they may or may not choose to be a part my brother bought teddy uh a a gift so he can make like sprites and stuff on his computer because it's a shared interest hey cool man he doesn't owe him anything you know like if you want to buy him a christmas present great if it, i don't know it just it drove me nuts because aunt claire is treated so unfairly in this movie uh when it comes I, to her relationship with her nephews I saw i'm doing it you as... a favor i'm watching your stupid kids while i'm doing running this billion dollar industry because you have to go get a divorce. I'm being yeah. the best possible babysitter I can be considering my career. Like, it'd be different if she had her own kids she was ignoring because those are her responsibility. But in this, it's like, I'm doing you a favor. He's, what, 17? That kid is old enough to take care of his little brother. They don't even need the little maid around or whatever. Fish meat. I I always saw it as the parents were supposed to go with the kids and then the divorce kind of happened and they were and work happened. And so they just were like, we'll just send the kids away yeah, and let the aunt deal with it. That's how I saw it in my head. I could see so that. I saw still. that she kind of like was like not even per, like going to even be part of like maybe having dinner with them. You know, I always like saw that as like a thing. And then she's like, oh, well, now my sister and her stupid husband aren't coming. Now I have to deal with this. I'll just put my assistant on it. Because I don't have time to deal with it. Because the the owner, the CEO of Jurassic World is coming the same time that my stupid nephews are coming. And I don't have time for these kids. And I have a corporate I presentation. Need... And yeah. I have... Yeah. She's busy. You know? It's not like... And it's one thing to put your career above your family when it's your own kids. But if she is a independent woman with no children and wants to pursue her career... Why does is it her responsibility to deal with your brats? Counterpoint. Counterpoint. Claire is a complete piece of fucking shit. No, I, she's autistic, just like her nephew. They're what? like the she's same. Autistic, dude. The, the way that they rattle, that? the way they rattle off those like all of that information kind of stuff is so like exactly like what my wife does with the same kind of thing. She like. She knows all this weird stuff about the dinosaurs that she has no business knowing, right? She knows all like she knows all the business weird stuff, but like she does all these weird mannerisms and like the way she like approaches like anything is very like on the spectrum, just like her nephew to me. I was just like, "Oh, they are related because they are like that same weird like they have that same weird thought process of how like they dealt with stuff." I'm like, "Oh, that's very like light on the spectrum thought processes maybe you are like more tapped into that than i am i didn't get that at all oh and I, i'm not it, necessarily like, talking me. about like that that side of things i'm talking about her decision making process which results in tens of deaths on her stupid island like she's in charge she makes decision after decision which results in like Lots of people being dead. It's her weird logic. It's her weird logic that does that. Like it's her I, weird no, head logic she has in her greed. head. She's a corporate shill. She's yes. like, I can't close the island because then we'll never reopen. 
I'm just going to put everybody at risk in hopes that this dumb plan works. Oh, that's you know? terrible. Like, like, she is a piece of shit. Like, she is a, a corporate shill. And as opposed to the lives and safety of both her staff and all the 20,000 guests at the park, she's looking at the bottom line and what's going to happen, you know, to them monetarily Uh if you know so she is going to make the decision that's going to protect the company instead of protect all the people right like i 100% and it has always bothered me about all of these movies because every time i see her on screen i'm like that bitch should be in jail like she should be in like some international tribunal because she has like seriously screwed the pooch like she has like she she like She's like the train guy, the East Palestine train guy. Oh Hold gosh, that motherfucker yeah. responsible. He made decisions, and now this whole city is fucked. You know, like, she's, she's like, that level worse. She's worse. She's worse than the train guy. Like, sh- she absolutely kills these people. She kills it, the it's people. So she realistic, is responsible though. for the deaths of the... It's realistic until That's she kisses Chris part. Pratt at it, the end and they disappear on a boat. It, like, I, yeah. like, somebody should be calling her off in handcuffs at the end of this movie. Kick off your heels and there walk the fucking jail. There would definitely be like, a government inquiry. But then again, he's not. it's in Costa Rica, right? Yeah. So yeah, I don't yeah. know how the no laws work there. Charges, so. well, yeah. I mean, you there is expedite. there is a government there, though. Like, I'm sorry, yeah, but if Disneyland killed like 40 of its staff and 20 guests, <laughs> like, which they have, there the way, would I'm be sure. there would I'm be sure fucking Disney. problems, you know, like it instead. It's all like, let's just get on a boat. Let's stick together for survival, which leads me to the bullshit romance in this movie. Yes. What the ever loving fuck is going on with Chris Pratt and Claire because that's some hot garbage. It's like, the trauma, man. It's trauma. It's uh, go what? It's the, the trauma bonding. That uh, pterodactyls are coming down and they're eating yeah. people and they run to each other and kiss. Yeah, let's have a like, kid. Right then? Yeah. Like what the hey, hell? Man, some people have yeah, kinks, trauma. you know? And I just <laughs> And you know, Jeff is here for that. That's right. Uh, you see all these hey. people get eaten by pterodactyls. Touch <laughs> uh, yep. my parts. Uh, like, <laughs> okay, stop grunting. Good God. It's, it's disgusting. terrible. It is terrible. It is stupid. It is so fucking stupid. They had one date. It didn't go well. Chris Pratt inappropriately hits on her and it's like, hey, bitch, you want to come in my bungalow? Uh, you know? And then, like... He goes and does the thing, and they tromp around in the woods for a while with zero chemistry or romantic interest. Zero. There is no hint that any sort of relationship is building between them other than like the professional let's survive together thing. And the next thing you know, they're making out during the pterodactyl attack. Then it disappears again. And then at the end, they're like, let's stick together for survive. It's fu- It's nonsense. It is nonsense. It's a crazy, dumb movie romance wedged into this film for no reason whatsoever. Didn't have to be there. Doesn't make sense. She's going to jail. He's going to be lonely. I, I just really, really, really dislike it. Okay. It, I mean, it doesn't. <laughs> I don't add disagree. Right? Like, it yeah. doesn't add anything. To and I, this. I think it is one of the weakest parts of the movie. Not just their romance, but really all the dialogue around their one-on-one interactions. That scene at the bungalow is 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 awful in its dialogue. It, I, I couldn't stomach it. Even the scene at the waterfall, right? Where she's like, let me tie my shirt, and now I'm ready for business in my heels. Like, it's just so silly. It's just silly. Yeah, I I just, I agree completely. Okay, cool. (laughs) I just, I don't, it didn't bother me as much as it feels like it bothered you. Uh, I, whereas the, the whole, my aunt must take care of my children thing bothered me a little more. Um, so, we got some new dinosaurs. We got the Ankylosaurus, right? That's a first. We got the Mosasaurus. What's your favorite dinosaur in the movie? Mine's the Mosasaurus. Boy, you guys are thinking hard about well, this. I, I mean, the T-Rex part of the end was kind of cool. I saw, like, the, he even has the scar, right, from the old... 
like previous films. Um, so which I don't know. is that's that's not the T Rex from the first movie, right? It is. It is supposed to be the T Rex. So how from is the it on that movie. island? Did they move it? I guess airlifted it. Maybe the T Rex they took off during Lost World was a different T Rex. They don't kill. That yeah, because T-Rex. that was a second island. They recapture second movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah but yeah, I yeah. thought this island was the island from part two. No, this is this the island, island from part, part one, one because oh, okay, they even, still be there. Because remember, there's even the scene where they get the jeeps. That's at the old oh uh, yes, like headquarters. Okay. So that's gotcha. the first island. Uh, the second movie is the second island where it was like their staging island where they birthed all of them on that island and then moved them over to the actual like muse- museum zoo part of the island. They kind of retconned that from the first one where you see the eggs being hatched, but. Then the whole reason for the second island was because that's where they're actually born and capped, and that's where the aviary is and all that kind of jazz. Right. Okay. So. Yeah, yeah. I think I think maybe. I I guess I have mixed feelings about the raptors, but maybe the raptors. Um, I I don't know if I'm really buying the training of the raptors situation or the weird kind of fraught relationship that Owen has with the raptors. I- I think the initial training with the feeding, I don't like the clicky thing that they use for dogs. That to yeah, me it was just, terrible. I, every time yeah, he used it, just, I was He's like, clicking too much. You're only supposed to click once. Yeah. Well, yeah. even that, and I'm like, that's for dogs. I, I know something about that annoyed me a little bit, but not really a major thing. But actually the scene where the guy falls in and he goes in and he kind of does the iconic hold them off with his hands and then at the right moment he jumps out of the cage and they leap to attack. I thought that was about the most, the realistic level of danger to training, right? Like they kind of, the animals were kind of like, I don't know, but as soon as he turns and flees, they, they go instinct, right? Where it becomes a problem for me is later in the movie where blue is just like fully a motorcycle together. Yeah. Riding the motorcycles together. Being like, let's go there. (laughs) They blew uh, bromance, you know, and yeah. they go and have a drink together. But the, the whole subplot with Blue at the end coming in to save and like, to me, uh, that felt stupid. Like, I think their instincts would kick in a lot harder, especially in the way they've established well, them. Especially yeah. because like the, that dino comes in and it's just like, I'm the alpha now. And you're like, oh, OK, he's is the alpha now, not Chris Pratt. And then like, oh, no, Chris Pratt's the alpha again. Yeah, yeah like, just it's kinda... done nothing to, to earn that. It right. is a little wonky. That said, I did watch this with my younger kids this time, and my daughter was 100% in on Blue. She was like, is that Blue? Every time there was a raptor on the screen, is that Blue? Mm. Oh, it hurt Blue! You know, like like she was like super, super into it. So I guess in that way, what they were trying to establish there with Blue as a continuous character throughout the three films uh, yeah. worked, you know? Like, it, it worked for her as a kid. And, and realistically aren't these movies kind of like they're for us, but they're also for kids. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, I thought those cages they kept the Raptors in was really stupid. That just the didn't Hannibal make a Lecter lot of sense. Cages? Yeah. We were like, well, how are they going to eat? When do you feed them? How do you get them into the what cage and into the that thing? Point like, of I, those though. Like, it was so weird to me. I guess maybe the, the only reason I can see those having a purpose is for like veterinarian needs, right? You get them in there and you can look in their eyes and their teeth and not worry about losing any fingers. But other than that, I don't know why they're always in those. Right. And how do you're right. How do they get them in and out of those? Like, yeah, they're not walking into that. Like they're, they're not like, yeah, cool. Let me go muzzle myself. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Good call. Which, okay leads us to another part that is heinously stupid in this movie. Like I, like I said, I enjoyed the movie, but there were some parts that really pissed me off. Vincent D'Onofrio's character in this movie is the biggest fucking idiot on the planet. Oh, like, but he's like, but he's the only one that actually makes sense. He's like, we should be killing these dinosaurs. He makes sense. Well, Chris Pratt in that, says that way, too. in that way, he makes sense. But his plan to use, like the murder dinosaurs and yeah. set them free on the island full of it's people just... to prove that they can kill the other murder dinosaur with no like and then at the like the piece of the plan that's missing is the and then we'll catch them you know like, like that's the piece of the plan that's missing it's like we're just gonna set these murder dinosaurs free they're gonna find this other dinosaur and we'll shoot it with guns the end you know field test field test <laughs> field test time for a field test man 
With like that like, being said, I love Vincent D'Onofrio. Oh, like, I his, too. His oh, character yeah. is yeah, maybe not the smartest, but he's slimy in this, and like he's so everything he's doing, I buy out of him though. Yeah, his motivation is the best out of yeah. all of the characters. He's being paid under the table to protect the Doctor Wu and get you know I I get what he's about I understand exactly what he's about I don't get what like half these characters are like their motivation for anything is oh yeah I understand what he's doing it's just that he has no he has a very surface level knowledge of how this whole thing works oh right? yeah like he's, he's watched very one ignorant. one demo of how the Raptors kind of respond to training like at the very least you can say the training for these Raptors is in early days like they are not <laughs> they are not ready to go on military they know missions. it even kind of says that he's like uh this is not necessarily a great idea right like it's like if you were training dolphins and you got to the point where they don't kill you right these dolphins are gonna not kill me but i don't have them jumping out of the water and eating fish yet right <laughs> like that's i don't think he's gotten are. there i like the, again that early scene where the guy falls in and he gets in there and he has to hold them off that's very tense yeah and that is like a proper reverence for how dangerous those animals are and in that scene i think that they would eat him just at some point they'd get hungry and it's like the people that raise you know, big cats. Big cats. Big cats. At some it's... point, that big cat, and this is even more than that to me. Like the temperament of these is so much different than big cats. Yeah. So at some point, I think that eventually big cat's he would just bite get your head eaten. and drag you off a stage. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Like, like it. it yeah, yeah. And, and so well, the Vincent other thing... D'Onofrio, like thinking that he can take this very untamed wild force and use it for his own benefit. I mean, he's. He's being an idiot. I'm sorry. Like, it's dumb. Like, he is being stupid. And so I understand his motivation and what he's trying to achieve and all of that, but that doesn't make him a smart character, right? It, he's an idiot. And, of course, he pays oh, yeah. for his idiocy by getting chomped and having, like, very quickly proving with his own failed, like, snapping his fingers. <laughs> well, he needs rapper. Chris Pratt. Like, right, his yeah. plan relies on Chris Pratt doing exactly what he wants Chris Pratt to do. Right? Because yeah. Chris... Pratt's character is the only one that's done anything with these Raptors. He's the one that needs, you know, so like, here's our plan. And then you're like, well, now we need Chris Pratt. Right. And, and he doesn't Chris even Pratt try. Ag- agrees to go along with it. He says, with or without you, this is happening. I'd be like, fine, do without it without me. me. Yeah. Good, good fucking luck. luck. Yeah. Yeah. Because like, that's true. Because they would just turn around and eat whoever they happen well, the to be partner, with. Well, the partner, Chris Pratt's partner, um, get, ha- ends up hiding in that log. And, you know, he saves him by, you know, pulling Blue or whoever away from him. That was Blue, I think, too. Or was it Echo? I don't remember, but yeah. So, like, even the second in-command guy was going to get eaten. So it had to have been Chris Pratt the whole time. It was always Chris Pratt. I agree. (laughs) Um, So what I think that's pretty much it, unless you guys have anything in your notes you want to cover. I already uh, the, ranted about all the, the things I wanted to The only thing that about. really bothered me was when he cut that gasoline line and then pours the gas all over him. And then he's just like walking around smelling like gas the rest of the day. For Dude, the rest like of the day. Like he movie. walks into the control room. You're like, this guy has to smell like just no, straight ass. bro. <laughs> like. Okay. A, that would work in that context. I think that's very smart sure. and the right thing to do. But I use the word girl on maintenance. I've had gas get on my shirt. You can't leave it there. It burns and it irritates you. He needed to get in the shower immediately after that. He can't keep walking around covered in gasoline with his clothes saturated like that. And I'm talking, I got a little bit on my back or whatever. Yeah, he bathes in that shit. It burns so bad. I Yeah, I agree. Like, he needed to go get cleaned up after the gasoline thing. Genius in the moment. Because they're not going to smell human over that gas, and that gas is going to smell foul to whatever tries to eat him. But he absolutely needed to clean up. The other thing that triggered me was Claire getting so mad about those dead dinosaurs that her and Chris Pratt were looking at. But she was told, and at that point, there had been like, I don't know, two dozen people, humans who had died. Yeah. But she's like, oh, this dinosaur's dying. I'm watching its light. It closes its eyes and then dies. Oh no! We have to do something about this. We 
can't let these dinosaurs keep dying. You're like, you've killed human lives at this point. <laughs> you sent a whole team to their death. But, like, and, and, this and dino. Nobody, like, when that happens, nobody's like, oh, shit, we just killed all those guys. Like, nobody acknowledges it. Like, they had, they have the whole alien scene with the heartbeat snuffing out on the screens, you know? Yeah. And, and, and then afterwards, it's not even really acknowledged. Like, nobody even was like, well, that plan went foul you know they just kind of move on from there it's funny yeah. it's funny uh, i'm remembering uh so i wanted to talk about the comic relief guy in the in the head the sort of operating room there but i reminded of vincent d'onofrio always in that guy's personal space i thought was a great running gag where he'd get right up in his ear drink his pepsi and like he's like <laughs> i know that guy right the guy who's just overly friendly and can't read anybody's uh social tells their body language he's just like look at this oh dinosaurs i i really found that funny i think the two the two in yeah the two like main office people in there i thought they had they were pretty good for like their comedic relief especially when he like tries to kiss her goodbye i i found that i chuckled at that i found it kind of stupid where he's just like reading the signals incorrectly she's like i i have a boyfriend yeah, like, you, you don't talk and about what like, signals were there, man. Like, what do you want from me? Like, yeah, yeah. I, and I, in I, the theater, that got a huge like pop. Everybody was like that because in that moment, we all thought, "Oh, he's gonna kiss her," and then that subversion was really great, and it happened to that guy who's such a nerd. Uh, and you know, I agree. Yeah, he's he's awesome, Jake Johnson. Did, have you yeah. either of you guys watched? Well, New Lauren Girl? Lapkus oh, he's is great the, in New Girl. He's great. He's so funny. Yeah, and uh, I recently rewatched the trailer for Let's Be Cops, which is like a movie with him and Damon Wayans Jr. Yeah, which is also really funny. Just uh, like that's a funny dude. Like he is always. Fun. Oh, he's the voice of Spider Man in. Uh, oh yeah, that's uh, right. Into the multi whatever, whatever. Yeah. yeah, the Spider Verse. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So, That's right. uh, yeah, and I, she's I really Lauren like Lapkus, who is an improvising sort of almost royalty at this point uh, in the improv scene. If you're like me and you listen to yeah. a lot of improv podcasts, you're no stranger to her. She's in uh, Orange Is the New Black too, as a one of the guards. She is really good in that too. Yeah, which is a little more of a serious role for her, but it's she was really good in that because her character has a crazy arc in that show she is i totally forgot she's the one that spoiler alert um the death of a character is on her hands right right much like claire much like claire well (laughs) claire's claire's way worse (laughs) claire's I, I don't know. Claire's like Enron levels. Like she's she's really really bad. She's so really I, really bad. I've heard of fifty fifty out of all three of us. I think we there are parts we enjoyed. There are parts we hated. So uh, on the Eric rating scale of thumbs up, thumbs down, thumbs in the middle, slightly cocked up or down, where do you guys put Jurassic World? I'm going to go slightly cocked up as much as I was bitching about everybody and everything in this movie. I did have fun with it. Like it's, it's a fun movie. I think the dinosaurs are well done. Uh, They brought back Phil Tippett. I don't know if you guys are familiar with him, but he is uh, a stop motion guy from back in the star Wars days. Like he did like the tauntauns and all that. And he kind of like was part of the team that did the original Jurassic park um, like he was originally going to do the whole thing in stop motion before they decided that the computers could handle it, but they created this cool system of like r- robots and he would do mm-hmm. the stop motion on the robots and then the computers would fill in, you know, like around it. So he's responsible for like the actual dino performances, you know, like yeah. how they behave and how they move and so on. And, uh, so I always like really appreciate that guy's work. If you want to know more about him, check out that uh, Light and Magic show on Disney+. Plus. It's about okay. the history of ILM. It's like six episodes. It was done by Lawrence Kasdan, who is like, he was real big, uh, like wrote Empire Strikes Back and stuff. Great show. Fantastic show about like the history of special effects. And it gets into Jurassic Park and how they did that and stuff. Um, but anyhow, bottom line, like I, there's more that I do appreciate about the movie than stuff that I want to bitch about, so... Yeah, I would have, my first time, I would have cocked it sideways. Um, but I'm going to go up. I'm going to cock it upwards, slightly. Not yeah. quite like at a 45 degree angle up there. But I, 
I liked it way more than I thought I was going to watch it. Yeah, it's almost like it's out of five, and we're just going. We're Being going with hand around it. Said. Yeah, yeah. No, it's great. I love. That's the best part. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, as I do on our wrestling podcast, four point. Uh, yeah, four I don't point know, two eight three. Two eight. Yeah, I love yeah. it because I know it drives you insane. I love it. So yeah, this is like a out of five, probably like a four four point two six. There so, you go. You know. Oh. Yeah, I, I'm about the same. Like I think overall, it's a good fun romp summer movie you know i saw it in theaters didn't regret spending my 10 bucks and it was entertaining enough um on the rewatch the problem is was the movie i watched for my other movie podcast i had not seen before and it blew my balls off as one of the best movies i've ever seen tune into that feed to find out what that is no no, it's a quiet place yeah 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 bleep it out bleep it out do that in the editing a quiet place Oh wow, that's the first time you've seen that. Oh, it's really it's a good. banger. Yeah, it's yeah. a banger. It's one yeah. of my favorite movies. Now, anyway, uh, so are things going to get better from here? I haven't seen <laughs> these next two movies. Have, Have you, you guys seen, seen them? I've only seen the second one of these. The I've Fallen not seen Kingdom. The third one. No, I've that's se- the third one, right? What's the third one called? Uh, Dominion. Dom- Dominion. 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 I've not Kingdom seen Dominion. Is number two. Dominion's yeah. number three. I've seen them all. So, okay, we're going to reconvene in two weeks for Fallen Kingdom, right? I also think, as part of Fallen Kingdom, extra homework. We watch Velocipaster. Oh, no. no. <laughs> I would do that. I love Velocipaster. I love it. I watched it. I thought it was great. <laughs> Super funny. No, there is a, a YouTube short film that they produced in between Jurassic World and, uh, and Fallen Kingdom, and it's just a quick like 10 minute thing um and i'll find the name of it and slack it to you guys but it, it's uh slack. sorry whatever we're on discord whatever, <laughs> whatever. and uh it, it's about a family in a campground uh camping and a dinosaur shows up and it was like an official jurassic park production as like a lead-in mm-hmm. to uh to the next movie and well worth a look, like super yeah. worth worth watching. I often think when watching this, you know, someone said, I don't remember who it was. It might have been the director, but someone had said that Jurassic Park is not a series that can be franchised. And we, we've seen that mostly because of the diminishing returns in quality of the films. But I often wonder, like, why doesn't someone make a smaller story right they like did. marvel Camp cretaceous right i mean well that's, that's not what i mean i'm in in the movies like you oh. know because like marvel you always have the big epic and even marvel sometimes kind of annoys me or like everything is the end of the world right on every mm-hmm. movie no matter what but i think sometimes you could do a smaller story like into the spider-verse and how good yeah. that story Werewolf is by night they did that with marvel which yeah was like and i just crazy. like why not a smaller dinosaur cool. mo- story you know where maybe it's I would love to see an R-rated horror movie where they're just, just running away from raptors. You yeah. Know? But yeah. Well, maybe now, now that they're through this this trilogy, I don't think there's any plan going forward. I'm glad you brought up Camp Cretaceous because I think that I mean, it is a pretty cool show until it isn't. But the idea behind it is very clever. Like, it takes place in the background of this Jurassic World movie. And these kids are going to Camp Cretaceous, which is like a little summer camp, which is on the island, right? But they're isolated. And so they don't know what's happening at all. And so they wake up in the morning. All this shit has happened. The island is abandoned. Everybody's gone and they on left boats. The kids? And they left, they left the oh. kids. They left the kids. And so the kids are just on Jurassic World in the abandoned park trying to survive, you know, with all the dinosaurs running around freely. And uh, it's a hoot. Like, it, it is actually a pretty good little cartoon, I guess, that until it kind of goes off the rails in the last season. But whatever. Um, yeah. So, anyhow, sidebar on that. Yeah. I'm not watching that. Anyway. <laughs> um it's just a time thing. I got too much I'm doing. I got three podcasts currently. Speaking of which, if you want to hear more from Elliot. Uh, yeah, you can check out the 10-week pro wrestling crash course. Probably should have came up with a much catchier, shorter I title. But that's that's that my was, fault. That's not your know. fault. Oh, look, I show up. That's the best part of podcasting now, since I don't do one with my wife, is that I just show up, hit the record button, clap, and then just say stupid shit. It's yeah. fantastic. 
Yep. You can check yep. out that podcast. <laughs> you can also find him on Twitter at Alien underscore Rights. Uh, Gaming Nexus, uh, yep. a place we often talk about here on the pod where you can find both Eric and Elliot's written reviews of video games. Uh, Eric underscore Hotter on Twitter. You can follow the pod at Spielberg Chrono on Twitter. You can check out the movie Draft House uh, is my other movie pod where you can hear my eventual review of A Quiet Place, a film much better than this. Um, and we will see you next week. Oh, yeah. Well, what are we watching next week? Uh, BF Big Fucking Gun? What is it? Oh, oh yeah. BFG? BFG oh, is next week. I'm excited to hear that one. Is it BFG? I think it is BFG, yeah. I'm going to. Yeah, because he did a string of the computer ones for a while, right? Like well, two he, or three of them Eric says it's not actually an animated film. I don't really think it's. Uh, I don't really think it is. Either. Have you seen it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay, I was a big. Uh, he's that's a roll doll book, right? BFG's a roll doll. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think right? so. Yeah, I think so. Like yeah. Matilda, Charlie Chocolate Factory. I think BFG was one. Of them. I had a big phase when I was, you know, in my twenties where I read a lot of roll doll. Yeah, it's definitely uh, BFG next. So we'll we'll be back next week, Eric and I, for BFG. Ellen will be back in two weeks, and uh, we'll keep watching these damn dinosaur movies. Yay. Bye, y'all. <laughs>